Episode 141, Six Reasons Every Business Should Support a Worthwhile Cause. You're listening to The Game Changers with Jason Jennings. Leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention. Now, here's worldwide best-selling author and speaker, Jason Jennings, and your host, Dale Dixon. Welcome to The Game Changers, the podcast dedicated to leading highly principled people to their full potential. I'm your host, Dale Dixon, along with Jason Jennings. Jason, great to see you. Uh, Dale, it's great to be back with you, more than you know. So The Game Changers with Jason Jennings, the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and USA Today bestselling author of eight books on leadership, growth, reinvention, speed, and innovation. And today we're, we're talking about something that I know is near and dear to your heart and this idea of supporting a worthwhile cause. And um, it is, it's definitely interesting. And by the way, before we get into it, I, I yes. forgotten and y'all should forgive me for this, but, um, you know, I mean, a lot of people are now watching this podcast because yes. we are video recording the podcast and our conversations and they're on YouTube and you can actually subscribe on the YouTube channel and it's really easy to do. So you s- subscribe and watch the game changers at, uh, Jason dash Jennings.com slash YouTube makes it really simple. So now you can see it and get a peek inside of Jason's office all at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, several weeks ago I came across a number and the number has been, um, uh, the backbone of a lot of spirited discussion in my house, uh, over the past several weeks. And it came from the Atlantic magazine and it it was kind of a stunner. It kind of stopped me in my tracks. Uh, it said that, uh, Wealthy people, uh, those defined as wealthy, uh, give 1.3% of their income to charitable causes. Uh, But here's the bigger one. Poor people give 3.2% of their income to charitable causes. And uh, I'm, I, I'm, I'm not a student of the Bible, but I remember that Bible verse from Matthew where it says, show me where your treasure is, and I will show you where your heart is. And I think it kind of says it all. And, and so I would say that those people who are giving more would not consider themselves poor. Uh, I, I, I completely agree with you. Yeah. I, I, I completely agree with you. And so I I thought, well, you know, if this applies to people, does it apply to companies as well? And so over the past several weeks, um, we've been doing some research, and uh, we're at a place where I think we can announce that companies that are actively involved in charitable causes uh, through the um, man hours that they provide from their workforce and through financial contributions uh, – it's there's seemingly is a relationship with between the more they give, the higher their profits are, the higher their employee engagement scores are, and the longer people stick around. And so today we're going to talk about what I see as the uh, based on our preliminary research. But I mean, but the findings are very sound. Uh, but we're going to talk about the six reasons why every company should really be actively involved in supporting a charitable cause. So can I? Jump Jump into my list. And, I would say, let's dive right in the six and, reasons. All right, and interrupt me whenever you'd like or ask a follow-up question. Uh, number one, uh, without question, <clears throat> if your company is involved in supporting, actively involved in a, uh, in a charitable activity in, in your community, town, state, or wherever you are, number one, uh, it's going to build a good reputation and gain respect in the community. I mean, you, you can't question that one. Number two, Uh, There is a direct correlation between attracting 
top talent and boosting morale and having your company involved in a charitable activity. Number three, it makes your community a better place. It just improves the lives of people in your community. Number four, sponsorships actually double as really effective marketing. Number five, your employees will respect you for doing good. They're not going to see you as somebody with horns. And number six, it provides you with invaluable networking opportunities. And so we can talk about each of those if you'd like for a moment, but I mean, I think they pretty much stand on their own. So if these six benefits can accrue to to any business that's involved in supporting a charitable cause, why wouldn't you do that? Now, in addition to those six benefits that accrue, um, I, I spent some time yesterday asking myself, okay, so how does somebody go about doing it? Because there's some very bad ways uh, to, of going about doing it. And I'll give you a good one. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm a mooch. I mean, I'll give money to anybody for any cause. I'm, I'm the easiest touch you'll ever meet in your life. But there's one thing that absolutely infuriates me when I'm in a CVS drugstore or when I'm on a Toys R Us store and I'm inserting my credit card and the clerk asks me, would you like to donate one or two dollars or five dollars to this or that charity? Um, I always ask the following question. Uh, So and how much uh, is your store giving? How much is your company giving? And you know that not one person has ever been able to tell me. Not one. Not one. Nobody has ever been able to tell me. Uh, In fact, what I generally get are like dumbfounded stares or really stupid comments like, (laughs) excuse me, I don't know if we give anything. Well, well, guess what? I mean, you know, if you're not giving man hours, if you're not putting some financial muscle behind it, and if you don't know about it, how dare you ask me to top off my bill with one to five dollars? So those people probably think me cheap. Uh, What they don't know is just I'm the easiest touch in the world. So, so here, here are the six reasons, or the six things you need to do to do it right. Number one, select the cause. I mean, there are some, there are some naturals. If, if you're in a supermarket business, why wouldn't you be involved in, 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 in feeding people? Uh, so, so there are some natural fits. So number one, spend some time selecting the cause. Number two, make certain it's something that you believe in and that you're going to be able to get others who work for you to believe in. Number three, make it local. Number four, find one that has some relationship to your business. Then heavily involve the workforce. And then you have to make certain that it's effectively communicated to everyone through compelling storytelling. And if you do that, I mean, you're going to have those those great benefits accrue. You're going to get a great reputation, gain respect. Uh, talent's going to be attracted to you. It's going to boost morale, make your community a better place. It's going to double as marketing. Your employees will respect you for doing something good, and it provides invaluable networking opportunities. So therefore, I mean, um, why would you not want your business to be involved uh, in a charitable cause? And there are two schools of thought, Dale. Uh, one school of thought is, and it's a very strident, school of thought, which says businesses should not be involved in any charitable giving or any charitable causes, that a business only exists to make a profit and then let the people who receive that profit do whatever they want to do with it. That's a very prevalent school of thought in business. And the other school of thought says that uh, uh, businesses should be involved in charitable causes. And again, our preliminary 
uh, research seemingly indicates, no, strongly indicates that the more heavily involved a business is in a charitable cause and or giving of their people's time and financial resources, uh, the more they give, the higher their profits, uh, the more engaged their people are, and the better they do. Let's talk about the the need for it to be genuine and authentic. And I, I think this goes back to uh, how you started talking about selecting the cause. But you can't just be a pass-through or a conduit or a third party to the process, like your your example of being asked for a donation uh, at checkout. Right. And it really – there needs to be some heart and soul behind it. Well, 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 there does. And, and I said that, uh, you know, I only get blank stares or people don't know the answer. Let me let me let me tell you one bright spot. Uh, it, it happened sometime last year. I was at a Safeway store and uh, uh, this young man said as I was checking out and inserted my ATM card and was tapping in the code. And he said, w- w- would you like to make a donation to end hunger? And the choices were like one dollar, five dollars or ten dollars or something. And uh, and I said, uh, well, how, how much does Safeway give? I mean, that's just my standard question. How much does Safeway give? And he said, you know, I don't know how much Safeway gives, but let me tell you what we do in this store. Every week in this store, between cash and food, we feed the equivalent of 250 families. And we've been doing it for a long time, and we'll always be doing it. And I said, you know what? Add 100 bucks. I mean, the guy had a good story. I didn't want to give him 5 or $10. I gave him $100. Why not? Um, but, but you just can't act as a, as a collector of people's money. Uh, people actually get annoyed because they're made to feel cheap. Um, and I mean, unless they say yes, uh, but unless somebody can give me a good answer when somebody says, oh, I don't know if we give any money, you know, we're just collecting money. That's not good enough for me. I think that's a, that story is really, really illustrates the opportunity that management and ownership has in equipping those frontline people with the right story, a great story. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you just make them collectors without a story, I mean, it's it, the the whole thing is bogus, and people are people are going to say no. People are going to say no. And the other thing I think about is, you know, I, I do these sixty to eighty conferences every year around the world, and more and more conferences are now taking a day of their, let's say, a three day conference, and involved in doing something good. I mean, they're involved. So for one day, the eight hundred people at this conference or five hundred people are going to be out working on a couple of houses, houses for um, Habitat for Humanity, or they're be doing another community service project project people absolutely love that stuff i mean they just come back pumped up saying we've done something good and so the ideal thing is to um contribute financial resources but give your people the opportunity to take time probably paid time and and they'll get and they'll give you volunteer time too i mean to actively get involved in the, in the charitable cause that you're supporting great advice for our listeners today you got one more thing to say we're just called to do it. We're just called to do what's right. Hmm. It's just common sense. But again, the most common thing about common sense is how uncommon common sense <laughs> really is out there in the world. True. So true. Any final words for us today? Uh, final words. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I do. Uh, for some reason, we end up talking about, uh, I guess my book that sold the most is, is probably The Reinventors. Um, but this week, I, I had cause to go back and order 
the high speed company or uh, read the high speed company and and a company was buying like 1500 or 2000 copies for an upcoming conference and i thought i really have to refamiliarize myself with the content uh the high speed company um is uh is a book that deals with how to make everything in your enterprise move faster get things done more quickly get everybody on the same page and it's also just a great uh book with all of the that really lays out the basics, one, two, three, four, five, and really reinforces everything we talk about in all of the podcasts. So uh, read it. All right. The High Speed Company. Thank you so much. Hey, we'll let uh, folks know Jason Jennings is the author who USA Today calls one of the three most in-demand business speakers in the world. You can find out how you can arrange to have Jason keynote your next event or leadership conference, learn about his fees and availability. Check out the website. Really easy to do. Jason-Jennings.com. Click the contact button. Follow the instructions right there. Jason's great about getting back to everybody who sends him an email. And I will remind you that this is the podcast dedicated to leading highly principled people to their full potential. Make it a great week. Go out and find a worthwhile cause to support. You've been listening to The Game Changers, leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention with business thought leader, best-selling author, and keynote speaker, Jason Jennings. Read Jason's most recent New York Times bestseller, The Reinventors, and visit his website at jason-jennings.com.